Hello, and welcome to the History of North America. I am your host, Mark Vinette. In this episode, we will be traveling back, way back, into deep time to the very beginnings of the North American continent, the geographical home of the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Follow me on this epic journey of discovery to the early, pivotal environmental and geological forces that eventually led to the evolution and formation of the continent that is the subject of this series. North America is entirely within the Northern Hemisphere and almost all within the Western Hemisphere. It is bordered to the north by the Arctic Ocean, to the east by the Atlantic Ocean, to the southeast by South America and the Caribbean Sea, and to the west and south by the Pacific Ocean. North America covers an area of about 17% of the Earth's landmass and about 5% of its total surface. It is the third largest continent by area, following Asia and Africa, and the fourth by population, after Asia, Africa, and Europe. The continental crust of North America started to form 4 billion years ago and then began large-scale motion. The lithosphere, which is the rigid outermost shell of our planet, is broken into tectonic plates. Where the Earth's plates meet, their relative movement cause earthquakes, volcanic activity, mountain building, and oceanic trench formation along these plate boundaries or faults. One such boundary is the continental San Andreas Fault that extends roughly 1,200 kilometers or 750 miles through California. It forms the tectonic boundary between the Pacific Plate and the North American Plate, and its horizontal motion produces earthquakes, and is the popular fanciful notion that the California coast will one day be swallowed up by the ocean. Actually, geologic and scientific evidence predict that, far from falling into the sea, Los Angeles will one day be adjacent to San Francisco. The great continental construction project that built North America began with the supercontinent Rodinia, which formed 1.2 billion years in the past by accretion and collision of fragments produced by the breakup of an older supercontinent. The word Rodinia originates from the Russian and fittingly means to beget to give birth, as well as motherland and birthplace. When Rodinia broke up, it split into several pieces. One piece eventually produced the most recent supercontinent to have existed, Pangaea, assembled approximately 335 million years ago. Pangaea began to break apart about 175 million years from the present. The final phase of its rifting produced the continental Craton of Laurentia, which would later become North America. You may recognize the word Laurentia, for it is named after Canada's Laurentian Shield, home of spectacular landscapes and the majestic Laurentian Mountains, which received their name from the St. Lawrence River, named after the early Christian martyr Lawrence of Rome. Okay. Before moving on, let's recap. North America came from Laurentia, which was spawned by Pangaea, which in turn was produced by Rodinia. Now that we've got that straight, let's proceed. 
Life on what would eventually be North America began 3.8 million years ago. The wide variety of organisms that eventually formed on the continent are imprinted in the Burgess Shale, a fossil-bearing deposit exposed in the Canadian Rockies of British Columbia that is famous for the exceptional preservation of extraordinarily diverse 500-million-year-old fossils. The first fish appeared 535 million years ago and insects began crawling and buzzing about 480 million years in the past. The first reptiles appeared 320 million years ago, with dinosaurs arriving 251 million years before the present, ushering in the Mesozoic era, with its famous Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous periods. Our distant ancestor, mammals, took the stage 225 million years ago and survived the KT extinction event that killed all the land dinosaurs including North America's ferocious T-Rex. 66 million years ago, a giant asteroid fell from the sky and smashed into Earth in what is present-day southeastern Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. Scientists consider this event as the leading factor in the disappearance of the terrestrial dinosaurs. The Cretaceous-Tertiary Extinction, also known as the KT event, was a sudden mass extinction of almost 80% of the plant and animal species on Earth. It marked the end of the Cretaceous period and with it the entire Mesozoic era, opening the Cenozoic era that continues today. In the geologic record, the KT event is identified by a narrow dark layer of sediment called the KT boundary, which can be found throughout our planet in terrestrial and marine rocks. The thin boundary clay shows high levels of the metal iridium, which is rare in the Earth's crust, but abundant in some asteroids. As originally proposed by a team of scientists in 1980, it is now generally accepted that the KT extinction was triggered by the violent impact of an immense extraterrestrial body about 9 miles wide, which devastated the global environment. Mainly through a period of prolonged winter, which halted photosynthesis in plankton and plants. Following the cratering event, the asteroid and terrestrial rocks would have vaporized and dispersed as an aerosol into the atmosphere, initiating longer-term effects on the climate environment and food chain. Additional contributing or causal factors to the extinction may also have included volcanic eruptions, geologic events, climate change, diseases, changing plant communities, and sea level change. The impact hypothesis was bolstered by the discovery in the 1990s of the 112-mile-wide crater geographically centered near the Mexican town of Chicxulub, located off the Gulf of Mexico, which provided conclusive evidence that the KT boundary line sediment represented debris from an asteroid impact. The fact that the extinctions occurred simultaneously provides convincing evidence that they were caused by the deviant celestial body. Although a wide range of species vanished in the KT extinction, the best known being the land-bound dinosaurs, the mass extinction also provided evolutionary opportunities. In its wake, many groups underwent remarkable adaptive changes, 
sudden and prolific divergence into new forms and species within the disrupted and emptied ecological niches. Mammals, in particular, diversified, evolving new forms such as elephants, whales, horses, kangaroos, bats, and primates. It can be strongly argued that the death of the dinosaurs produced ecological space for the emergence of mammals leading directly to us, modern humans. Next time, we will reveal the incredible evolutionary and geographical journey early humans undertook to eventually reach North America. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying visuals, including maps, charts, timelines, and diagrams. Please consider supporting our History of North America series in the following ways. Firstly, join our Patreon. We offer lots of membership benefits, including works of art and books. Speaking of books, I have authored many historical fiction and non-fiction volumes, including exciting international historical history and suspense thrillers. One such novel, The Frozen Raptor, involves the KT Dinosaur Extinction Event, alluded to in this episode. All my books are available in print and digital format on Amazon. If you shop on Amazon for books or anything else, make sure to use our link so Amazon knows who sent you, thereby giving us extra credit, with no supplemental cost to you. All links appear in this episode's description and on our website at markvinet.com. Finally, if you like this episode, join me again next time and spread the word to family and friends. And by the way, all positive ratings and comments are appreciated. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen.